0: Hello I'm Jules and welcome back and today I'm going to be talking about how to deal with a psycho ex. People tell me kind of all the time that I should open up more about my relationship on the podcast and (laughs) I don't want to but this is going to be that episode so I'm not going to go into like what my relationship was so much as the aftermath because I feel like that's the really important part. I feel like a lot of people don't really address how you actually deal with a psycho ex. They'll just tell you to block somebody or like do your best to move on or ignore them. And I think a lot of us have unfortunately gone through really specific circumstances where we have broken up with somebody and done all of those things and still have not been left alone. So... I can definitely relate to you on that and I'm here to share with you my experience and really the best ways to deal with a psycho ex. Before I start this episode, I just want to put a disclaimer that I was never physically harmed. I was never scared that I would be physically harmed. So if anyone is listening to this and they've been through that type of situation, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I by no means... I'm claiming that that was my experience because it wasn't, but I understand that that's something very difficult and very different to deal with basically. <laughs> i talk about my ex all the time on this show but i dated him for about two years uh we were in a situationship first we were like cooking up and stuff and it led into a relationship but i would never recommend doing that because it was a really emotionally abusive relationship it was very up and down i was so addicted to the highs that i like really just didn't know how to leave and the lows were very low <laughs> like very low. Okay, if you guys really want an in-depth episode on like what happened, like how I dealt with it, like any signs that I noticed and any advice I have for somebody going through something similar, just let me know and I'll make one. But this episode is really going to be dedicated to, you know, moving on, getting over it and dealing with the psycho part. So I've kind of hinted at it in a few episodes, but my ex was cheating on me constantly but he basically had like another girlfriend another state that he was dating simultaneously as me (laughs) and so eventually like you know he was obviously lying to me all the time and like eventually I decided that I wasn't going to put up with it anymore but I really just like gave myself a deadline and I gave myself like an ultimatum and I didn't let myself go back after I crossed that ultimatum and my ultimatum was messaging the girl that he was talking to and I told myself like that's like your last thing like whether he is or he's not you can't keep talking to him because this will never end. You're just going to contact more girls. Like, it's just never going to stop. But if you feel like you need to do this for your own mental sanity, do it. Just understand what it comes with. So that's also my advice. Like if you're in a similar situation where like, you know, your partner's cheating on you and you want to take measures to find out, everyone's going to tell you not to. Everyone's going to be like, oh, like, you know, you're going to look so stupid or whatever. And I have never cared about looking stupid (laughs) because I'm a crazy bitch. Don't be afraid to look a certain way. Care about your emotions first, but before you engage in any type of crazy behavior, like understand what you're doing, the risks that you're taking, just know what you're doing. But for me, I just knew that that was a line that... I could never come back from and I didn't want it to get worse because I knew that it would when I told my ex that I wasn't going to talk to him anymore I told him in person but the entire time that I was with him I told myself that this was the last time I was going to see him and I drilled that into my head because I knew that if I gave myself the option I would take it and I knew that I had to force myself into a reality where I didn't care about him and I didn't want to be with him before I actually felt that way so I just told myself that and i was like no matter what he does like i'm not gonna come back i guess that's like another piece of advice i have that in these situations like kind of be prepared for the worst because i think a lot of us when we break up with our partners or when we're going through a breakup we're like oh like they're not gonna reach out or we just like downplay the situation and what could happen because we don't want to get disappointed and That was something that I also did with my ex, but, like, I also knew my ex was crazy. So, like, I had to be prepared for what he was going to do. And I have a very deep intuition. I believe every woman has a very deep intuition. If you don't think that you have an intuition, that's not true. You just haven't listened to yourself enough. You've basically just gaslit yourself into thinking that you don't have an intuition because you do. Every woman does and it's like very deeply ingrained in us. And when I'm like having sex with someone, my intuition like connects with them and I just know when they're going to text me. I know when they're going to hit me up, like I just know these things intuitively because I'm connected to them. And of course that connection like goes away after a while, but it definitely happens. You know your partner better than anyone else and you know what they're capable of. So I just didn't let other people tell me what they thought was going on. Like I just knew. I also knew that in order to really move on, like I I basically just like gave myself all this time to like go back, do whatever. But once I told myself like I'm done and I'm moving on, I... Like literally, just forced myself to do everything. Like I <laughs> blocked him on everything. I deleted all of our text threads immediately. It took me a little bit of time to get rid of pictures, but I just deleted everything that could be a way for me to reach out to him. I will say though, I think in the first few days I didn't block him on Instagram. I like let him watch my stories. So. It sometimes it does take a lot to block people so don't also don't let people tell you like oh my god like what's wrong with you like just block them like it's hard and I totally get that but I yeah I force myself to block him on everything and this is kind of like when the harassment Started. So, I think the first thing he did, he like damned me on Instagram and I immediately blocked him. And so, then he started emailing me and he would email me every two to three days for about four months straight. Um, his phone number was blocked and he would call me on blocked numbers. He would call me on random numbers. He would call me on other people's numbers. It was like literal straight harassment. And I remember in this time frame, like just like living in a state of panic because I didn't know if he was physically stalking me. Like, he would make fake Instagram accounts and follow me watch my stories Um, he created this one Instagram account that was like dedicated to me it was like really creepy and it was just like all these quotes about like how you should love people and like how you like should love one more than her insecurities like it was just like crazy like and I just, just know, like I just knew it was him. Like my friends would be like, oh, that's a little weird. I'm like, no, like I know it's him. And so I guess like you have to be on the lookout for what you think your ex might do to kind of just prepare yourself. But my number one piece of advice, if you're dealing with someone harassing you, you have to understand that if you give them any type of leeway, it will only lead to more harassment. Like if I were to have Called him back or picked up the phone or done anything even to tell him to leave me alone because he would email me and a lot of his emails he would be like if you really want me to leave you alone like all you have to do is just say it like just respond to this email and tell me you never want to hear from me again and I'll leave you alone and that's a trap. If anyone ever tells you that, it's a fucking trap because all they are looking to see is what kind of desperate action can I do to get a response out of you. When you are done, you have to be done and you have to realize that when someone is repeatedly contacting you after you told them that you no longer want anything to do with them, the harassment is only going to get worse if you give them any type of energy. Like anything. If they text you from a random number and you respond, you're giving it energy and they will keep doing it. Like they'll basically never leave you alone. And I understand that it's like a really tough situation. And this is also behavior that is textbook narcissist behavior. Because you have basically been their supply of energy for so long, they don't know how to exist without you. Like you're literally like something they feed off of. And so when they lose you, they'll do anything to get that sort of gratification back. Like they'll literally do anything. It can go as far as them contacting your friends and family and threatening your friends and family, threatening your workplace. Like you have to be really careful with these kinds of people. So a tip I heard from a literal Doctor was to have somebody like monitoring your email and your phone number and like filtering things before you can see them because it might be really triggering to you and only notifying you if it's something that you really have to take care of yourself. Also, like, letting your employers know, like, if you hear anything, I'm so sorry. Like, this is what I'm dealing with right now. And there's no need to overshare. Like, I think this is a really personal experience and it's such a sensitive one. So I would just, like, warn people who need to be warned, but don't really go beyond that because it's no one's business. And the more people get involved, like, the harder it is for you to have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain yourself, but you're going to feel like you do. (laughs) because I think in my experience I felt like people didn't really get it they'd be like okay your ex emailed you like what did you do to him like that was like the biggest question I got like and people expect that to be like a compliment but it's not people are just like crazy and like they'll do things unprovoked and you can't be too careful so don't Be paranoid, but also don't take your emotions too lightly. If you're feeling scared, if you want to spend the night at your friend's house because you don't feel good, I can't tell you how many times I did that. I cannot tell you how many times I left my home because I didn't feel safe, how many times I knew somebody was watching me and I couldn't prove it because like, what what was I going to do? But like, I knew, I knew these things intuitively. So if you're having those feelings, don't gas at yourself. Like you're feeling that for a reason and take whatever precautions you need to. Like I let my brother know what was going on. My close friends knew like anyone who I felt like could help me if I needed them to knew like just take all the necessary precautions because you don't know, like you really don't know what somebody is capable of. And the shitty part about these type of situations, I was in therapy this entire time, which really, really helped me so much. But I, at a certain point, explored getting a restraining order. And this was probably like the hardest thing that I went through because first of all, restraining orders don't actually help you. Like the person is only going to get punished if they're caught violating their restraining order. And if someone is stalking you, like my ex was, you don't know when they're stalking you. You might know intuitively, but like you don't have evidence. So if they're not physically entering your space where you can report them and like get them in trouble, nothing happens to them. And the thing with restraining orders, you have to show up in court with the person you're filing the restraining order against, and they like, I th- I don't think they have to be there, but they can be there. And so if you're dealing with a psychotic ex and you're filing a restraining order, you bet your ass they're going to show up to court. Like I knew he would come just to see me. And so I didn't go through with it because I also didn't have evidence that he was threatening me ever. And to get a restraining order, you need evidence that your partner has threatened you physically and has basically has the potential to harm you physically you have to prove that to get a restraining order so I didn't go through with it but I remember it being really traumatic because I was like filling out the paperwork and like it's like asks for their personal information and I know all of his personal information because I was literally in a relationship with him so it's a really hard thing because you feel like you're doing something fucked up to your partner and you feel like you're throwing them under the bus and it's like a really weird feeling where like I remember feeling that no matter what I was going through, like I always kind of wanted to protect him in like a weird way. And like I was careful about what I said to my friends and family because I knew they would be like, oh my God, like he's so awful. Like how could you? And there would be so much judgment. So I kept so much to myself out of like an effort to protect him and my own feelings. And I understand feeling that way, but like in the grand scheme, it's just not it's not worth it. When you're going through this type of situation, it's really important to have friends who just like get it and can support you and like understand what it's like to be in your shoes and be like a shoulder to cry on and, and help you if you're feeling really scared. because. This went on for months. Like I was in this situation for months and I didn't really feel safe until I moved out of the city that I was in. And, and it was like, guys, like I can't even, I love Miami. And I went to Miami February of last year. My ex had never talked about Miami, had never talked about liking Miami. And I go there like the beginning of the month and he had known that like, I love Miami, whatever. That same month, like my friends told me that he also went to Miami the same month that I was there. It was just like weird shit like that. Like don't ignore how you feel. Like that's my biggest thing. Like don't ignore how you feel. Like you are not crazy trust me you're not crazy like I get it I felt crazy too but like you're really not crazy and something else that I did when I was going through this I had all of my friends block him I had my friends block him and like his best friends because I did not want him to see where I was through like my friend's Instagram stories and conveniently pull up because he had done it before and so whatever your partner has done while you're in a relationship with them it's it's all fair game when y'all break up like he would pull up to places that he knew I was at and pretend he was there on accident when we were together you think he wasn't going to do that when we broke up like you can't give them any sort of access to you You can't leave a crack open you have to firmly shut everything like you have to not care about like flexing on your social media and like wanting them to see and no like you have to close all the doors because it's literally for your own safety you don't want to deal with shit that you didn't have to deal with if you just put up those boundaries so you have to protect yourself and you have to understand that if your ex does something crazy like for example mine was like emailing me and then he pulled up to my house guys like he literally pulled up to my house I was asleep and at the house I lived in at the time I had my own front door so there was not a lot between me and the rest of the world and he was knocking on my door and I had a ring camera so I could see you know who would be at my door and stuff so I checked my camera and I saw that it was him and like I just didn't do anything. And he came back like an hour later. And then I left my house for a few days after that, because I didn't want to deal with him coming back. And I want to reiterate that I wasn't scared. I was going to be physically harmed, but you have to understand that if someone has been contacting you, calling you, emailing you, whatever, and then they pull up to your house, you cannot answer the door because guess what? The next time you're ignoring their crazy calls and emails, they're going to pull up and if you don't answer, it's going to take so much more to get rid of them than if you had just never answered in the first place. You have to be so firm on your ground. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what, you cannot contact them, you cannot reopen that door because it basically tells them that yeah you can harass me and like if you do it enough times like i'll give in and i'll talk to you because all they want is anything from you literally anything and if they get anything from you they're never going to stop and so that's my biggest piece of advice is you have to cut off all of the possible supply that they could get from you and just shut that door so fucking hard and no matter what your own emotions are telling you no matter how you feel i'm sorry babe but like that doesn't matter like your safety and you being able to move on from this person is so much more important than you missing them than how you feel about what went down like some things you have to accept that you will never know the answer to and just move the fuck on my tip for getting there <laughs> cuz that's really really hard i basically like had to pinpoint what Was it about my ex that made me want to still talk to him, even though he was like harassing me and like doing all this stuff? And I realized it was really just because he lied to me so much and I felt like I didn't know what was true and what wasn't. I had to force myself to not care anymore and to be like, you know what? Yeah, like he did lie to me the entire time and I cannot care. Like I had to let that go and just like let go of all the power that his words had over me and just accept that. I wasn't going to know the full truth and it just is what it is. And if I did know the full truth, it wasn't going to change what happened. It wouldn't make me want to get back together with him. And if I didn't know, it's literally the same outcome. You really need to be on top of your own feelings, your own healing, and just don't give any option in your brain for the person that you are missing and that you cut off to solve any problems for you because the reality is this person really has nothing to offer you and they will only cause you more pain and harm I think what you're probably missing is more the validation the attention knowing that somebody is like basically going crazy for you with people who do this to you after you broke up with them I know the relationship is volatile like this is not normal behavior like it's just not and don't tell yourself that it is like it's really not so you're missing the highs of the relationship you're missing the high that comes after the low that you're currently in even for me like him contacting me so much kind of helped me get over him because i knew that i could go back to him at any point if i wanted to and i knew that i couldn't but it was a nice option to have so in a fucked up way like it can help if you let it help you but it's still like a really traumatic experience and my biggest tip is like be in therapy, have a really strong support system, be your own like best friend throughout all of this and understand that like it is up to you to get through this and you can get through it. My therapist had been through like the exact same relationship and she really like coached me the whole time and every time I really missed him and like I wanted to pick up or like I wanted to respond to him, like she would really talk me through that and like let me mentally explore like how I was feeling and that really helped me. So it's important for you to do that for yourself, but also like if possible, like find friends who let you do that with them and help you like explore what would it be like if you did talk to them again. I think something that also helped me is like when he would email me something that was like really something I wanted to respond to, my best friend would tell me like, okay, if you really want to respond to this, give it a week. And if you still want to respond in a week, then okay. And by the time that week was up, I had no desire to respond anymore. I had a better understanding of what would happen if I responded and I could talk myself out of it. Give yourself the option, but also be aware of the consequences and understand that you have to prioritize yourself throughout this whole process. You have to be strong. You have to get through it and you will get through it. Looking back, I. <laughs> mean nothing scares me anymore because i'm like i have been through shit like i went through something really really traumatic with that man as soon as i moved i really just like forgot about him because i would look for his car on the road because i wanted to see if he was like stalking me or not like every time i left my house i would always like look around every time i came home i would double check my whole my surroundings make sure nobody was following me like it's a very intense thing to go through and don't downplay that at all it's normal to be scared and it's normal to have all these feelings that you feel like are insane because you're like I dated this person like why am I scared but like if you're scared you are but moving really helped me because it took me out of this state of like constant panic where I was just like always like looking for him to pop up and like I have a a day that is burned into my brain forever and it was the day after Christmas last year I was really Anxious the entire holiday season because I thought he was going to reach out to me. And like, it was the first holiday season apart from him, I believe. But I was just like really scared the whole time. And I was supposed to drive up north for a bridal shower. And I went to the gym. I came home. I had like an hour to pack and get out of my house. And the entire hour that I was home, I knew somebody was watching me and I could not get out of my house fast enough. I was packing as fast as I could. I think I called someone. Like, I was just really, really scared. And it sucks because I can't ever prove that to myself. Like I can't ever say like, okay, I wasn't crazy. Like he really was watching me, but like I knew. And in those moments, if you know, like get out of your house, leave, the worst thing you can do is ignore your feelings and tell yourself that something is okay when it just doesn't feel okay. And really just trust yourself, put yourself in safe environments. Ultimately know that like it will take time, but you will get through it and my final straw I think the way that I really got him to stop contacting me was getting my family involved like I had my younger brother text him because I think what you have to understand this is like an underlying theme through this whole episode whatever you do to set a boundary you cannot repeatedly do the same thing so for example when everything was going on and he was like harassing me my brother offered to reach out multiple times like he offered to get involved and I was like no 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 like that's worst case scenario because the worse and worse it gets gets it's like you get desensitized and they get desensitized so if my brother had repeatedly texted him he'd be like oh whatever her brother's texting me again and he wouldn't have cared so i kind of reserved that as like my last resort honestly guys like i don't remember when the harassment really stopped i I don't know like one day it just stopped but like change your number change your email address close off all possible avenues that this person has to contact you whenever you're asserting something you have to assert it one time don't repeatedly put up the same boundary put it up once stick by it and then if you have to have a stronger one you just have to have a stronger one but don't go back on your word it sucks and it's really hard to go through but you can do it and it makes you so much stronger i've been through it so if you're going through something like this right now like you can always dm me you can reach out to me i know it's hard but you have to remember that you can't ever talk to this person ever again no matter how much you want to no matter how much you think they might change one day they won't they will always be this way and it's sad but at the end of the day they value what they get from you way more than they value you and they're only reaching out so many times because they miss the validation that they got from you and they miss the source of energy that you were to them and they don't care about you because when you're going through something like this you have to understand that someone who cares about you would never put you in this position would never want to make you feel unsafe would never go against your wishes and it's not flattering that somebody is bending over backwards to contact you it's scary and it's wrong because someone who's willing to do that does not care about you not even a little bit and you have to drill that into your head that them contacting you so much has nothing to do with how they feel about you it has everything to do with what they were gaining from you and how they feel about themselves and it will never be enough and if you go back on your word it's only going to keep getting worse so care about yourself more and show them by your actions that you will never talk to them again, never reach out again, live your life without caring what they're doing, where they're at, without caring about their social circle, block their friends, like completely cut them out of your life completely and cut off any possible energy source they could have to you and show them that they can never fuck with you ever again and that's the best revenge that you could have. But you have to drill it into your head that like this doesn't mean they care, they will never change no matter how many times they promise that they're gonna change and if you were ever to contact them after years of them not harassing you it doesn't take away from what they did to you and people who are willing to do that are never going to change and they're only going to use you and abuse you over and over and over for however long it serves their purpose use this as an opportunity to put yourself first to prioritize yourself and to show yourself how strong you really are i feel for you and i'm here for you and if you have an experience that you want to share with me, if you need some advice, please reach out to me. My Instagram is at Juliana Thomas. You can also hit up Good Girl Pod on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I will talk to you guys in the next episode on Thursday. And I hope this episode helped any of you who might be going through this and know that you're not alone and you can do it. And I love you. <laughs> Bye.